Hey everyone, it's Stephanie from True Crime Anonymous. I just want to tell you about this app called Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it is the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It is free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it is everything you need in a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app today or go to anchor.fm to get started. True Crime Anonymous may not be suitable for all listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Good evening, everyone. My name is Stephanie. Welcome to True Crime Anonymous. And this is our weekly mass murder monday case even though it's tuesday and it won't post until wednesday morning i'm slacking seriously though not my fault um yeah brain fart hey um computer was effed up and life is crazy not in a bad way life has been crazy in a good way kind of enjoying my life lately stressful but okay I'll take it so if you hear crazy noises in the background that sound like a bunch of ravaging crackheads please know that I do not live in a crack house I just have cats that are insane and currently rolling around and growling and fighting and crazy and I think it has to do with all the catnip treats I gave them at around 8 o'clock. It's like giving kids sugar before bed, I guess. So, lesson learned. I guess. (laughs) So yeah, if you hear a bunch of strange noises in the background, there you go. That would be my kitties. And their names, the ones that are fighting, are Howie Cat and Himshi. Yes, Himshi and Howie Cat. Howie Cat is a girl and Himshi is a him, not a she. But we had I had an argument with my four-year-old and she said she i said no him and she said she him she him she and it just came out him she so we have we have three cats um we have one named kitty so we have fat cat howie cat and him she welcome to my life <laughs> anyway that's not what we are talking about today Today we are going to talk about the case of Vanessa Marcotte. And if I sound stuffy, I am. I think I'm getting a little bit of a cold. 
whatever happy turkey day to me anyway Vanessa Marcotte was born June 17, 1989 in Lemonster, Massachusetts. Lemonster is not quite central Massachusetts, but almost uh, not as far as Springfield, but it's in a strange place. And at the time of her death, she was 27 years old. She was born uh, to her parents, Rosanna Marcotte and John Marcotte. And let me tell you, Vanessa was beautiful. I mean, gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. Beautiful skin tone. Beautiful, long, full brown hair. She's gorgeous. Smile. Amazing brown, like dark brown, blackish eyes. Um, she had a killer personality. I guess that's not the right word. She had an amazing personality. Um, she enjoyed many, many things. Um, and, including running and hiking and volunteering she had um, a passion for giving back to her community she was beautiful she was intelligent she was generous Um, she loved the beach she called the beaches in Brewster Massachusetts her happy place and she was also very very smart She attended um, the Bancroft School in Worcester, Massachusetts, and graduated with honors. Then she went on to attend Boston University and graduated with a bachelor's degree in communications. She started her professional career working uh, at an online marketing software startup company in Boston called WordStream. And then she worked at the American offices of Vistaprint. And eventually, she landed her dream job as an... Oh my god, I'm so sorry. Kate! Hey! Stop it! (laughs) Sorry. Okay. Um, So, she landed her dream job uh, at Google. In New York City and she lived um, she moved out to New York City to be uh, an accountant manager at Google living the New York City life but she would make bi-monthly trips back home to Princeton Massachusetts to see her mom and her aunt and Princeton is like, a, it's a rural town. It has less than 4,000 people. It's in Worcester County. Um, it's a beautiful, gorgeous town. Um, most of Massachusetts is gorgeous. If you're not from here, you should visit. I mean, just nice homes, nice place. Um, so... August 7th, 2016, Vanessa was at her mom's house 
and she lived on Brooks Station Road. And she was going to leave that night to go back to New York City. And she wanted to take one last run before she had to go on the commuter bus back. Just to, you know, get her head straight and get some of that energy out before she had to sit for a while. So she went out and went on a run. And that was in the early afternoon. But after a few hours, Vanessa didn't come back. And her mom got very worried because she never went on a few hour run. You know, she, she knew her daughter. And so the family calls the police when she was missing for just a few hours and usually they you know tell you you have to wait 24 hours or 48 hours but the police thankfully started a missing person search right away they were not playing they wanted to find her now unfortunately she was found the same day off the street you know off the street on a trail and it was like a heavily wooded area um, so it was around 8 20 8 30 and they've uh, this makes me so sad. She was found less than a half a mile from her mom's house. So she was almost back home. Now this is the horrible part. Her body was found naked. And she had burns to her face, her feet, her hands. She had been sexually assaulted and strangled. And she suffered crushing injuries to her throat and had a broken nose. Her clothes, her cell phone, her earbuds were all missing. There was also a partially burned sneaker found near her body. The clothes were never recovered. And it was believed that the killer had taken them when they left they did find DNA at the scene Vanessa fought hard you could tell that she fought to the death she was fought fiercely hard and she whether it was intentional or not she got the killer's dna on her hands and that's what helped the case incredibly so there were some witnesses one says that vanessa stopped at mountainside market on Hubbardson Road in the afternoon for a drink. Not like an alcoholic beverage, probably a water or Gatorade or, or whatever 
just um, like a convenience store. She needed a drink. And she was last seen walking while talking on her cell phone around 1 p.m. Another witness says they saw a vehicle following Vanessa, which had turned around and followed her again on the road that she was walking. Now, this case had attracted the attention of the national media. The FBI came out, uh, the profilers, and they had a press conference and commented saying that they believed Vanessa was most likely attacked by a stranger and that the killer was most likely from the area lived in the area or frequented the area or was really familiar with the area somehow investigators also opened a 24-hour tip line asking for any information from the public and they ended up receiving over 1300 tips now it was stated that Vanessa's attacker had been a male who likely had scratches cuts and bruises to his face arms upper body and to look for someone who had looked like they'd been in some sort of physical altercation. In November of 2016, so this is months later, they had received a tip, um, probably from one of the witnesses that said there was a vehicle following her and they had turned around and started following her again. So they said they were looking for information about a black or dark colored SUV uh, that it had been seen parked on the road uh, at the time in the area um, when she was killed. A month later, so this is now December 21st, 2016 right before Christmas the family released their first public statement just thanking the community for their support they announced that they made a website uh, which is Vanessa Marcotte.org V-A-N-E-S-S-A no space M-A-R-C-O-T-T-E dot org in memory of her and they also established the Vanessa T. Marcotte Foundation. So a few more months go by. This is now um, February 23rd, 2017. The Worcester County District Attorney, his name was Joseph Early Jr., released further details saying that the DNA of Vanessa's killer had been sent to the lab and a profile was created. The profile said that the killer was Hispanic or Latino. Uh, This was a male in their late 20s to mid 30s who had an athletic build, average height, short or shaved hair, and 
who owned or had access uh, the pro I mean you know the DNA profile didn't say this but obviously who owned or had access to the black or dark colored SUV that they were looking for and like I said before they would have this man would have visible injuries to his face and neck and arms and upper body two months later on April 15th 2017 a press release was held in Princeton and the district attorney Mr. Early announced that they had their guy they arrested her killer and his name was Angelo Colon Ortiz he was 31 he lived in Worcester Massachusetts and he was arrested the day before on April 14th and was arraigned in Lemonster District Court on the 18th of April 2017 and had $10 million for bail set. He was charged with aggravated assault and assault with intent to rape and the murder charge. And it was indicted by the grand jury on June 23rd, 2017 in Worcester Superior Court. He pled not guilty and was held with no bail. A Massachusetts state trooper who just happened, uh, he was on patrol in Worcester. He just happened to see Mr. Colon Ortiz. And he remembered this profile that was created and he matched the description of the suspect. He was driving a vehicle identical to the one uh, that they said that they were looking for. Now, he wrote the license plate number down on his hand and followed up by going to his house. He didn't have anything handy at the time, so, you know, he just wrote it on his hand so he wouldn't forget it. But, so he, you know, looks up the license plate, finds where this guy lives, and goes to his house the next day with another officer. And Mr. Colon Ortiz provides a DNA sample voluntarily. And it did come back a match. The DNA that had been found on Vanessa's hands had matched this man. He was a Puerto Rican native. He had no criminal history. He was married with three children. And he lived in Worcester for less than a year, but he worked for a third-party contractor of FedEx, so he made deliveries in and around Princeton. So he was extremely familiar with Princeton and the surrounding areas. According to his neighbors, he was, quote, perverted. And he's like that neighbor that... You know, you're just like, oh my god, he's such a creep. 
his neighbor said that they that he frequently made vulgar sexual comments to people in the neighborhood, which is gross. Like, come on, just stop. Authorities revealed that the day of the murder, murder, the murder, a local resident recalled seeing him, Mr. Colon Ortiz, outside of his um, his parked SUV. He had the hood up. He was talking on his cell phone. This was around 12:45 in the afternoon. So. He's either broken down or making himself look like he was broken down. Not too sure. But his cell phone records and data proved that that actually happened. He was there in the area at that time. And Vanessa, I keep saying and, 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 and. I'm sorry. I'm still learning. I'm sorry. Just bear with me. <laughs> Vanessa was believed to have left her home at 1.15. So, Mr. Colon Ortiz was seen talking on a phone at 12.45 on the side of the road. And Vanessa left her house at 1.15. Now, this witness, the resident of the, I guess, the one who gave this tip about him being on the side of the road drove by again at 205 and the the SUV was still parked on the side of the road but the hood was down and they didn't see anyone around and Vanessa's cell phone data showed that her phone was shut off or um died at 2.11 p.m., which was pretty much probably the exact time around her, of her death. It was just a good thing that she fought so hard. It's, it's so unfortunate because she was really living a good life she was so smart and she was just driven and so generous and kind and beautiful i mean she had the whole package going on and had landed her dream job at google like who doesn't want to work for google i mean that's pretty cool i heard that they are an amazing company to work for and they treat their employees just lovely and she still made time to go all the way back home to Princeton every other month to see her family she was just such a great person and I'm just glad that she fought hard as fought as hard as she did because it was because of that that she got the DNA and he was able to be caught now the trial still hasn't happened it was said that the trial was going to be late 2019 or early 2020 
We are here now in late 2019 and there is no trial yet, so I'm assuming that it will be coming in the next few months. He has pleaded not guilty. He's fired a few lawyers. He says that there's a language barrier there. And because of that language barrier, that led him to give a DNA sample without proper consent. He did sign a paper, but he says, he claims now that he didn't know what he was signing, even though he says that his girlfriend just said, go ahead, just sign it. And like they were putting a swab in your mouth. like. Did you not know what they were doing? You could have just been like, "Uh uh-uh, nope, no, no, no consento, you know? I think he's just trying everything to delay the inevitable. I mean, he's fired a few lawyers. He's, you know, filed the motion to suppress, you know, saying, you know, stating that there's a language barrier. He's there goes cats again. Oh, they're so vicious. Vicious kitties. <laughs> so I I really hope that this trial goes in favor of Vanessa and I really have a feeling that it will. I mean the DNA was under her fingernails and it proves that he did it I mean even if you suppress that evidence you already you already know that you know I don't know this is just a really unfortunate case she just wanted to go home and see her mama you know just to go home and report how happy she was and how good she was doing at her job and how cool it was to work for google and then go for a run because she was healthy and athletic and everything that i want to be but i can't stop eating like shit and i'm lazy (laughs) You know, she, I probably say this every case, but she didn't deserve this. I mean, and she was lit on fire. Like, it said that she was burned. Like, if there was a burned sneaker found near her, she was naked. It said that she had a crushed, um, you know, she had a crushed face and a broken nose. This was excessively brutal like my cat is being stop it bad kitties it's so late and they keep drinking out of my fish tank I keep catching them they sneak into my daughter's room and drink out of the fish tank all the time that's so gross those fish are probably so scared (laughs) 
anyway, there's no sentencing or trial that has happened in this case yet. It's kind of kind of leave you on a cliffhanger here, but I think the outcome will be that he will be convicted. But I mean, this is Massachusetts sometimes or in any state the legal system can throw you for a loop and you never freaking know but Vanessa Marcotte deserves justice and her family has gone through enough and I just I want to see him stay behind bars he um He was being housed, where is it, now we're going to find it, oh, okay, so he was being held at Millbury State Police Barracks in the beginning, I'm not even sure where he is right now, um, awaiting trial. I honestly have no idea. I couldn't find where he is. The last place I could find that he was was at the um, Millbury State Police Barracks, but I don't think he stayed there. I mean, he was probably transferred to somewhere else. But F you, Mr. Colon Ortiz, if you did do this, which I think you did. She had such a bright, bright future. And good job, Vanessa, for fighting as hard as you could. Well, that's Mass Murder Tuesday, possibly Wednesday by the time this gets uploaded. I'm so sorry. We'll be back to Mass Murder Monday next week. I hope you all have a good turkey day. Eat food. Eat pie. I mean, this is like my favorite holiday. Woo! I want to eat pie. My mom makes yummy um, chocolate cream pie, but her boyfriend Dan um, put me on to butterscotch pudding pie or butterscotch cream pie. Holy effing. I need one of my own. Mom, if you hear this before Thanksgiving, I want my own butterscotch cream pie for just for me you hear me i want my own pie so like i said eat food get fat eat pie and enjoy the time with your family be thankful for everything you have even if you are stressed out and you know things suck Just be thankful that you're breathing and that you have a life because the people that we talk about here don't even have a life anymore. There's families that are going to be sitting at the table reminiscing about their loved ones. Just be thankful that your loved ones are safe and okay and You know, just love hard and be happy and be thankful.
I'm thankful for so many things. Um, I'm just thankful for everything that I have now. If you all knew my story, um, you would understand. Let's just say that I've been through hell and back for a long time now and things are finally good and I'm enjoying my life more and more every day and it feels weird to say that just because of everything I've been through but I am thankful for my children I'm thankful for my boyfriend let's just say that and I'm thankful for everyone who supported me through all my hard times and didn't give up on me there are certain people who just decided to give up on me when I was having a hard time you know I'll never forget that but we're getting off subject here have a good turkey day eat food get fat be with your family and be thankful for everything you have. Good night.